0: Freeze! Now marry me. The Russians are proposing at gunpoint. And a New Zealander brings an emotional support clown to a redundancy meeting. And a teenager's memory resets every two hours after being kicked in the head, meaning she wakes up and thinks it's June 11th every two hours. These are the weird stories for Monday. This is Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy. Let's get into the weird stories, shall we, my fellow weirdos? Oh, yeah.
1: Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in weird AF news. Oh,
0: yeah. All right, put your hands on your head and marry me. Russians are proposing at gunpoint. What is this? Is this even safe? You're wondering? Well, believe me, it is. No harm, baby. This is called Extreme Marriage Proposal. How does it work? Okay, well, imagine you're a woman, let's say, and uh, you're coming home from work. You're walking to your car, perhaps, and you get kidnapped by two masked men. You get thrown in the back of a trunk. They drive you out to the forest. They open the trunk, right? The two masked men, they point guns at you. You think you're going to die? They're pointing the gun at you? You think you're going to be shot? But instead, one of the guys rips off a mask, and it's your boyfriend And he holds out a ring and he says, baby, will you marry me? And you've gone from having a heart attack and wetting your drawers to, you know, some relief. And, you know, hopefully the guy knew you'd say yes. Otherwise, that's a very uncomfortable situation and possibly a lawsuit. (laughs) But these extreme proposals are occurring in Russia. And I, I, I support it because, well, it's very novel. Yeah, and I just love novelty. I love the weird. You can spend anywhere between $10 to $1,000 for, you know, an extreme proposal that involves actors and scenes and, you know, you can imagine. It's written by Steven Spielberg. No, I mean. The first extreme proposal came in 2014 and by 2015 there were several franchises set up around Russia. Now there's about 14 companies that can offer you an extreme proposal experience They use actors a lot of the times, uh, former police officers, ex-military personnel to lend authentic performances. Uh, And the clients always want the same drug bust routine, they're saying. There's a drug bust going on. They plant drugs. So apparently there's one where they they plant drugs on you, say that they're going to arrest you. They might even put you in the back of a police car. And then all of a sudden, your lover turns up with a ring. And a gun. And maybe real drugs. I don't know. (laughs) The sky's the limit with this stuff. I mean, really, think about it. You could fake that you're going to behead the person and then, you know, right before they're about to have a true heart attack. Just kidding, honey. (laughs) I don't really recommend that one. But, I mean, you can imagine it runs the entire gamut of uh, fearful activities. Life or death stuff. Arrests. Terrorism. Drug lords. You name it. I mean, this is quite far from the typical American proposal, you know, usually quite dull and very unoriginal proposals going on in my country. I got to say, Russia's is really doing it up with this. I love this. Uh, a friend of mine was recently proposed to at Disney outside the castle. And I was thinking to myself, like, who can you? So many people do that. Was there a line? I'll bet you there was a line. Oh, you're up next couple. <laughs> You want to? They probably have a photographer there, like all day long, just shooting people proposing. Same thing at Niagara Falls. I mean, can you get more unoriginal? Do something like this. Put your put your lover through some humiliation and straight up fear. I don't know. Hire somebody that's dressing like Michael Myers from the movie Halloween to <laughs> chase her right into your arms and then propose. You know, something like that. I think it's fun. I really do. The struggle to make your proposal memorable is real, you know, given that we're, most of us are unoriginal bastards. Um, So um, I once heard of a person that was proposed to, um, her boyfriend had, will you marry me? And then insert her name carved onto a brick that was part of a new sort of a patio that had been built by like one of his friends and uh took her over there for a barbecue and then pointed at the brick and uh <laughs> so it said will you marry me uh, Amanda or whatever <laughs> that's stupid i mean that's re- that's risky what if she says no now you've had it etched into a brick you're at your buddy's barbecue and now she said no in front of all your friends just too risky this one here with the um the extreme proposals, also risky. If she says no, I mean, she's probably going to sue you and get a restraining order. <laughs> right? In some countries, I don't think you could do this. I mean, to do it in the United States would be very risky because you just can't run around with guns. You just can't run around with fake guns, pretending to kidnap people. We have a very, we're very weary of this kind of activity here. There's definitely been, uh, you know, a heightened awareness of if you see something say something kind of situations so i don't think i don't think this is going to fly but in russia eh why not you know in colombia sure <laughs> not in the us have you guys ever been through a uh, wild weird proposal or do you know of one i'd love to hear some of your weird ones maybe you've come up with something weird that you've done um and all the better if you went to great lengths to propose to somebody in some very creative way that cost you a lot of time and money, and then they said no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at your suffering, but that's hilarious to me. You know, there's nothing better than seeing – you're at a basketball game, and then on the Jumbotron, guy proposes to the girl at the game, and she just goes uh, no and walks off screen. <laughs> <laughs> ooh! Ooh, It burns. It burns. Hey, call Weird AF News. Weird AF News. What did I say? Weird F News? No. I'll get it together eventually. 646-450-2012. Hit me. Hit me, baby. One more time. Or just call and propose to me. That's pretty cool. A New Zealander takes an emotional support clown to a redundancy meeting. And I was at first very confused. What the hell is a redundancy meeting? Apparently it's a meeting where they're going to be doling out some sort of disciplinary action to an employee, usually relating to a dismissal or a firing. The article says, if you think emotional support animals have got out of control, prepare yourself for news of an emotional support clown. (laughs) An Auckland, New Zealand advertising employee took a clown to his redundancy meeting. New Zealand legally requires employers to allow workers the option of bringing a support person uh, to serious disciplinary meetings, usually relating to an employee's prospective dismissal. Well, after this particular company was giving out a lot of layoffs, Josh Josh Thompson saw the writing on the wall. (laughs) He had been with the company for five months. He got an ominous email from his boss that read, Bad news, we're having a meeting to discuss your role. Well, Josh Thompson was faced with the task of securing an appropriate support person for this potentially tense meeting and this potential firing, really. So Thompson, who is an aspiring comedian, of course, and probably the reason he's being fired is that he's an aspiring comedian because I'm going to tell you right now, as a comedian and as a person who once was an aspiring comedian but worked a regular job, I had no interest in being there and I didn't work very hard at all. I was too busy making people laugh and screwing around. So this guy saw it. He saw what was coming. So he thought it best to bring in a professional. He paid $200 and hired a clown. The clown, who Thompson refers to as Joe, made balloon animals throughout the the meeting, including a very skilled poodle. (laughs) Poodle. His antics were very squeaky, this clown. And Thompson's bosses had to request that the clown keep it down. Hey, clown, keep it down. Several times they said that. Keep it down, clown, 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 keep it down, clown. You're too loud with your balloons. It's further understood, said the media, that the clown pretended to cry. Mimed crying when the redundancy paperwork was handed over. (laughs) Oh, man. A picture of the meeting was taken through a boardroom's glass door by an unknown spectator. (laughs) Though, you know, though blurry, one can see that Joe and the clown are in there, leaning back in the chairs, looking relaxed while getting laid off. Thompson told the media, I mean, you know, I did get fired, but apart from that, it was all smooth running. How do you do it? What's a New Zealand accent? I mean, I did get fired. I did get fired. Fired. Did he get fired? I can't do it. But apart from that, it was all smooth running. Oh, awful, awful accent. Why did I try? I used to be able to do a New Zealand accent. Not be out of work for long. Fortunately, Thompson will not be out of work for long. Why do I sound like the Beatles? The Australian ad agency DDB confirmed Thompson will start a new role in its office next week. He got hired by a new firm. Good for him, Thompson. Way to go. Nice job, buddy. No doubt this article of your... uh, Fantastic sense of humor has gone viral and allowed you to get a second chance at not fulfilling your dream of being a comedian. (laughs) You dummy. You should use this to get, you know, stand-up comedy gigs or something. Not another job in an ad agency, you dummy. Clearly you're not cut out for cubicle work, sir. Clearly you're not cut out for the office. I told you the story about how I brought a life-size cutout of Bill Belichick into my office when I worked there and put him in the corner stolen from dunkin donuts the ceo called me in his office He's like jonesy is that a cut out a life size cutout of bill belichick i'm like yeah yes it is He's like, all right well you got to get rid of it i convinced him i convinced him to let me keep it there for the day i said you know what sir this is good for office morale i don't know what office morale is but i've heard you people say it and i think that it might be important around here so this is what this is for I'm just trying to make you more money, in other words, which wasn't true. I just wanted—I just wanted to laugh, you know—in—in—in a, in a, in an a roundabout way. Did I say that right? In a roundabout way, I was raising office morale. People enjoyed it. They came over to see Bill Belichick. It made them happy and pleased, because when you're working in cubicles, life is flimsy. You need something new, something exciting, something cool. You know? That's why we dry hump fellow coworkers in handicapped bathrooms, because we're bored. <laughs> this is why we smoke weed behind the dumpster. This is why I stole a life size cutout of Bill Belichick. Boredom. Yeah, so I you know, I gotta tell you, this guy, this New Zealander, <laughs> this guy's pretty cool. But I think he should get out of the business and uh, maybe take it to the stage. Or join the circus. Seems to enjoy clowns. Very crafty, though. I once hired a... Ooh, I forgot I did this. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, My talent agency in New York that I was with for a number of years. In the very beginning, when I I started making money, and uh, I wanted to reward them so... I hired somebody dressed as a ninja to deliver these Japanese like donuts. So there was like a special kind of donut. And it was a hit, man. People loved it. The ninja delivering the Japanese donuts. I, I found this guy off Craigslist. I gotta say I wasn't pleased with his ninja outfit. It didn't look like it from the picture, but um he was a nice guy and he delivered the buns for me. And everybody was pleased. Yeah. Because I know what makes people happy at work. You know, and it's, it's not work. <laughs> A teenager's memory resets every two hours after being kicked in the head. Meaning, she wakes up thinking every day is June 11th. A teenager wakes up every morning thinking it is June 11th as her memory resets every two hours because she was kicked in the head. Her name is Riley Horner, age 16. She has no recollection of the day that she sh- she suffered a traumatic head injury after she was hit by a student crowd surfing at a dance. This is why they banned dancing at schools. Foot loose! She has woken every morning since believing it is still 11th of June The day that her life completely changed. The former athlete and student from Illinois now has to keep detailed notes and photos with her at all times and has a two-hour timer on her phone. Two-hour timer set on her phone. She's like a goldfish now, right? Every time the timer goes off, Riley reads back over her notes to remind herself of everything she's just learned but forgotten, including where her locker at school is. I have a calendar on my door and I look and it's September and I'm like, Whoa! People just don't understand. It's like a movie. Like, I will have no recollection of this interview come supper time. Wow, isn't that nuts? It's like Groundhog Day, but not a day. It's like Groundhog, Groundhog Hour. The teenager's mother, Sarah Horner, said the doctors have told her there is nothing medically wrong with her. What? Medically wrong with her? Obviously. Although she added, you can't see a concussion through an MRI or a, or a CT scan. She told the media, "'My brother passed away last week, and she probably has no idea. "'We tell her every day, but she has no idea about it. "'The doctors told us that she might just be like this forever, "'and I'm not okay with that. "'I'm not making memories, and I'm just really scared,' said Riley. "'Riley's family are hoping to get a diagnosis "'from someone who knows a little bit more about this. "'It's been six months since the accident happened. "'According to brain injury charity Headway, "'the greatest visible progress is made in the first six months "'after a brain injury, and then any improvement becomes less obvious.' This poor woman. I mean, to think that every day is June 11th. I mean, how do you... And forget everything else? You think she keeps going back to the same boyfriend she had on June 11th? He's like, listen, Riley, we broke up six months ago. Okay? I'm dating Lisa now, and you're dating Scott. Okay? Get it through your thick skull. You keep coming to me every two hours, trying to kiss me. (laughs) I thought I might take the moment to, uh, by the way, I mean I hate to laugh at this. This is no, la- this is no, no laughing matter. For a laughing matter, it shall not be. A laughing matter, it shan't. It's a sad day in Riley's world. But every day's, every time she goes two hours, she forgets what day it is. June eleventh. What are some of the important days? In history, that happened on June 11th. What would you like to know? Napoleon Bonaparte took the island of Malta. That's pretty cool. So maybe, you know, Riley would be happy to know that. The British troops took Cameroon, 1915. Silas Christopherson in 1912 became the first pilot to take off from the roof of a hotel. Charles Doria received the... First U.S. patent granted to an American inventor for a gasoline-driven automobile, 1895. Pretty cool. The Presbyterian Church of America was founded in 1936 on June 11th as well. The disarmament conference in Geneva ended in failure, 1934, June 11th. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was arrested in Florida. He was arrested in Florida. What was he arrested for? For trying to integrate the restaurants. You can't integrate restaurants in Florida, Dr. King. Are you crazy? Those people aren't drinking the reasonable beverage down there. Israel and Syria accepted a UN ceasefire in 1967 on June 11th. June 11th also, Hank Aaron tied the National League home run, the National League record for 14 Grand Slam home runs in a career. woo Steven Spielberg's E.T. opened in 1982. 1981, the first Major League Baseball sh- player strike began. 1993, the US, support, U.S. Supreme Court ruled that people who commit hate crimes could be sentenced to extra punishment. 1993, Steven Spielberg's movie Jurassic Park opened. Steven Spielberg, what's with you in June 11th, you crazy guy? Yes, June 11th. Not a bad day to wake up on is what I'm saying. A lot of things have happened on June 11th. This poor girl, though, is going to think it's June 11th forever. Even when it's Christmas. Imagine. New Year's. No, it's June 11th. What do you have? You're going to wait. It's snowing and you're like walking around going, June 11th? June 11th? No, it's snowing, you dummy. Snowing. Oh, the poor girl. I, I, I call her a dummy. I, I should be more sensitive to this. This is a very debilitating mental state, obviously. And, uh, you know, I hope they come to a some sort of cure for this. I don't know what you do. I guess you got to think about doing something like that movie Memento where the guy like tattooed everything to his body because he couldn't remember every time he woke up. He couldn't remember the day before or something like that. I can't remember the details, but I know he tattooed himself all over with clues to his existence, who he was. I think his name was on there. His address was on there. His mission was on there. Whatever it was, go get the girl. Usually it's go get the girl in Hollywood. Oh, I got to go get the girl. Well, I hope Riley gets herself some love in life. Takes a special kind of person to love somebody who doesn't know what day it is. Or hour, Or whatever. So. Yeah, we're going to end on a sad note. As you know, because such is life, guys. Yay! Hey, guys, I hope you had a nice weekend. This is Jonesy. Hope you enjoyed Florida Fridays. Want to apologize for the late release of my Florida Friday episode. It didn't go out till Saturday morning, I believe. Um, I had an issue with technical difficulties. I knew I was going to be on a plane all day Friday, right? Wouldn't be able to publish the podcast. So I recorded it Thursday night and set a timer for it to be released at 6 a.m. on Friday morning. Guess what? My podcast application did not release it. I did think of you guys though, and I didn't make the effort to get it out on time, but just had a glitch there. This is why I need a whole team of people. Um, <laughs> no, not really. I can, I can handle this. This is what I get for trying to record the podcast from Asia on a, on a trip. I'm going to be going on more trips this month of September, guys. I'm going to be making my East Coast, my little East Coast tour where I go to Boston and New York City. And this time I'll be visiting Cincinnati for the first time. So if any of you are there, let me know. I'll be doing shows. You can come. Uh, I will also still be doing the podcast. But it'll be a lot easier than doing it from Singapore and Bali because I'm going to have way better uh, internet. And uh, I won't be as distracted as I was in Asia. Very distracting place. Good food, though. I want to give shout-outs now. Shout-out time. You guys ready? A lot of shout-outs because so many people reached out to me while I was traveling and I wasn't able to, you know, sort of reach back. By the way, publishing a bunch of phone calls that I got as well. So thank you guys for calling into the show. You can always call in 646-450-2012. Let me know what you think of these stories. Sometimes I ask questions. Yeah, call, answer them. Give me feedback. On Instagram, Sarah Trainer she says, Hey, Jonesy, moved to South Florida from New York after graduation. Needless to say, I love Florida Fridays. Here's a Florida article for you, you weirdo. Thank you, Sarah. And also on Instagram, Mr. Hunter wrote me, Jonesy, bro, I love Florida Fridays. And on Facebook, Christine Ken wrote, I love starting my day listening to your podcast. Thanks for all that you do. She sent me a Florida article as well. Nate Listen sent me a Florida article. Thank you, Nate. Kim Woods wrote me, I listen to you on my Google Play and don't have to move a muscle. You're fantastic and funny. Thank you, Jonesy. Thank you, Kim Woods. On Instagram, Bex said, uh, Next payday, Jonesy. Join in the Patreon. Oh, that's what's up, Bex. Way to go. Somebody with a name, this is on Instagram as well, Volim jastose. hope I said that right. Wrote, so you like 25-year-old Salma Hayek over 50-year-old Salma Hayek? You sick bastard, LOL. Yes, so that makes me a sick bastard. So what? I got to I gotta admit, though, I mean, I just love any old Salma Hayek for being real. I mean, I'm not going to turn down 50-year-old Salma Hayek. Are you crazy? I'm not going to do it. I will eat tiramisu off her body, her 50-year-old calves. I don't care. Want to give a shout-out to Sarah Jean Hamill and Zach in Cali who said some nice things to me as well. And I got a lovely email from Joe Frazier. Uh, She says, I just want to first thank you for always making my day better. I laugh so much, especially Florida Friday. My daughter and son-in-law live in Florida. My son-in-law is stationed there with the U.S. Air Force. Oh, shout out to your son-in-law as well. She wrote, Anyway, I love your shows. And even, even when my Google Home repeats them, I don't mind listening to them again. Right now, I'm in South Carolina bracing for Hurricane Dorian. While looking up the latest on the storm, I came across this article. You might like it for Florida Friday. Thank you again. Have a great day, Joe Frazier. Thank you, Joe. Short for Joanne. Beautiful email. Lovely, lovely woman. I love when you you guys write to me. It makes me feel so good. Uh, A lot of you reached out to me while I was traveling to make sure that I was okay, and I'm very flattered by that as well. It shows that you care, and... uh, that makes me very fuzzy inside, you know? You ever feel fuzzy inside? Kind of fuzzy that you feel like, you know, I don't know if you've ever taken ecstasy or something like that. You feel fuzzy in there. That's what my the, the messages make me feel like, guys, like I've taken ecstasy. You guys put me in that elevated state with your love and your support of this podcast. Well, now I'm really pouring it on thick now, aren't I? Oh, just stop it, Jonesy. You're grossing us out. Fine, fine, I'll stop. Just wanted to let you know I appreciate you. And everyone who's joined the Patreon this month, there's a few of you. Big time thanks. So appreciate you. Major shout-outs to all my patrons. Uh, I'll be putting up some content while on the road, interviewing some funny comedians of mine, going to some weird places as well, shooting video of that. Oh, I got so much in mind for my New York trip and my Boston trip. Yes, yes. Be putting up some content on the Patreon. Uh, So, yeah, join that. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Pretty easy. Also, reach out to the show anytime, at funnyjones on Instagram, at Funny Jones on Twitter. It's Comedian Jonesy on Facebook, and my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Feeling very redundant, but I got to get this info out to you guys. Hope you, hope you had a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you mañana as well. Okay, bye guys.
2: Uh, hey, Jonesy, this is Carl down at the sewage treatment plant. And uh, I've traced this uh stool here back to you due to the high content of Singaporean street food in it. And from the shape of your poop, I can predict accurately that tomorrow you will be wearing clothes. And they will be of poor quality and mismatched. That's my prediction. And it will be on the nose. Thank you, sir, and goodbye.
1: Hey, Jonesy. What's up, man? I was calling to give you a little feedback on your topic of discussion the other day. Um, You're talking about sex dolls and making sex dolls out of people's friends. Um, I've heard you made some valid points and all, but take this from a different perspective. What if you look at it from, like, a psychological standpoint and you think, hey, my friend gets a sex doll of my girlfriend, Hi. all right, one you think, okay, you could either be one flattered or two offended, or you could look at it as as hey, if this person needs to take out their sexual desires on that doll and it will prevent them from maybe flirting with my girlfriend or uh, maybe their hormones are raging a little extra that day, and my girlfriend happens to be around, who knows um, let's go ahead and just have them have that in the back of their mind, that hey, I can just go home and. Uh, I don't want to say F, uh, have sex intercourse with uh, this other doll or you could actually look at it and say if it's somebody fancy if somebody fancy doesn't have to be a friend uh, girlfriend it could just be that co-worker take that scenario what if it would be a whole lot better for people like say if they get rejected by someone um, in order to have that co- sort of like help them cope with it have that sex doll to be able to, um, go back home, and say, oh, well, I got rejected by the real life version, but hey, it still kind of boosts their confidence and boosts, their, um, kind of like spirits by having someone that kind of emulates that person that they're into. Um, see, yeah, I had another point. Um, but yeah, you could have them, uh, say if, or say if your girlfriend doesn't want to put out one night, say you, 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 uh, you, you did something to piss her off. And uh, she just crosses her arms, shakes her head, and says, no,
3: I'm not putting out tonight.
1: No. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, fine. I'm going to go uh, hang out in, the, in this room for a little while um, until you simmer down, uh, darling. And uh, I'm, I'm uh, just don't come in for a few minutes. Could be a potential solution to a lot of marital problems. Different perspective. Um, that was just a little thoughts bouncing around in my head. So, things for you to consider. Love your podcast, man. Absolutely love you. You're hilarious
2: and, uh, just keep on doing what you're doing, man. Uh, bro, just, uh, love you. Love you, Jonesy. Stay weird. Hey, Jonesy, Dallas from Minnesota. I, I have to comment on the fucking Good, uh, restaurant because near me is a restaurant that's called Me Dung, uh, basically, or My Dung. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's M-E-I. That might be me or my. Um, but, uh, uh, I always found that funny because to me it's saying my shit. And uh uh I've never eaten there before. It's never in a location where I normally am when I'm hungry, but uh it's a it's a funny name at that. And for the second uh, the middle story that you had about uh uh having a girlfriend sex toy uh or a friend's girlfriend as a sex toy I do have to wonder how that would go down if they went over to his house and found the doll. I I, I can't imagine it going well. I <laughs> I imagine a lot of guys punching the guy. Um, you know, and it would just be bizarre. I don't think I could be friends with a person who would do that. I really don't, because I would just I would find that way too weird and creepy. And even if I didn't, I'm sure. Uh, you know, a girlfriend would also find that incredibly weird and creepy. It would make sure that the the um, the friend would not be invited over ever again. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, Jonesy. Hey, Jonesy, it's Paul. Um,
3: all right. So, farting on airplanes. I've been working on and around airplanes for most of my life, and what happens is. You're already stressed out from the trip to the airport, guns through security, and blah, blah, blah. And that affects a lot of people. So, you know, it builds up gas in a lot of people, but mostly, excuse me, mostly it's when the airplane starts pressurizing the cabin, it starts squeezing the body a little by little. And that kind of pushes the parts out. Airplane parts are just part, uh, airplane parts are just part of the travel experience. And it's something you all gotta deal with. And as far as Kenyans go, I'm not sure about Kenyans specifically, but back when I was in the service, as a dude from Africa I worked with. This guy was weird about farts. He felt if you ever farted, ever in your life, you had some kind of serious health problem that he to get looked into. He's pretty sure that all Americans are going to die from whatever this weird fart making illness is. Uh, he claimed that if he got married and his wife ever farted, he would leave her on the spot not stayed married to, and he claimed that he never farted in his life. I know damn well that this is not true, because his shit's dang. Well, farts, anyway, you know, I'm not smelling his poop, but he had some farts, no matter how much denial he had. Um, I would send you a bottle of Kenyan fart, but I'm not breaking up the collection like that, so, yeah. Enjoy your trip home, um, count the amount of times that you fart, and you'll kind of start to see what I mean. Goodbye.